Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. Round number nine, the Raiders return to GIO Stadium to take on the Bulldogs after the disappointing Golden Point loss to the Warriors up there in Redcliffe last week. Joining me on the podcast this week is Rosie Harrison. Hello, Rosie. Hey, Ben. How's it going? And Matt Frawley, who returns to the team this week. Hello, Frawls. Hey, Benny. How you going, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Let's get stuck straight into it. Let's go around the horn. And if we were ever after a feel-good story, this is the one for Raiders fans and members. Jared Croker back in the team this weekend. Uh, game number 292 for the skipper. And Rosie, wonderful to see him back in the side uh, and uh, playing at the NRL level again. Oh, it's so exciting. He definitely deserves um, his spot back in the team this week. He's been playing some really great footy in New South Wales Cup um, the last few weeks and then gets the opportunity to come back into the side. He's closing in on that 300 um, game, which we all love him to see him do. So, yeah, very exciting. For all for you, you've been playing alongside him the last few weeks and... Um, like his actual attitude and commitment to his rehab and the way that he's been able to go in and play at that level, it's just been a testament to his character, hasn't it? Yeah, massively, mate. It's, um, you know, it's something that we've all probably talked about, um, probably more so behind his back than in front of him, just how impressive he's been in terms of his um, performances and, and not just his performances, just his attitude for that, for that New South Wales Cup team, especially, you know, he's, I don't think he's ever played New South Wales Cup. He's played first grade since he was in, um, you know, since he was 18 and it is a big challenge for him, um, you know, dropping back to that level and, and um, you know, still getting the motivation to get up for, for games and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, he's, he's done that unbelievably and um, as Rosie said, he's played some really good footy and he definitely deserves his chance back in the team. You were talking about that earlier, actually. Um, Jared, I remember when we played at GIA Stadium earlier in the year, him and Jack Sanford um, both made their reserve grade debuts together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was so weird. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, Jacko was, well, he's 18, just coming up from SG Ball. And um, I think there was a photo of, of Jacko when he was young at, at the Auckland Nines um, with Toots. And yeah, obviously Toots is getting a bit old now. So he's, he's playing with all these young fellas. But yeah, it was you know it's been a bit different for him, but um, yeah, he hasn't kicked any stones. He's he's really got his body right, and he's worked hard in the gym and everything, and um, you know he's reaped the rewards of playing well, and 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 also you know being back in first grade. I think the big thing that people probably didn't realise is that it wasn't about him being available for selection. The, the thing that the coaching staff wanted to see was him play week to week football, but also be able to train as well, because over the last couple of years he hasn't been able to you know train as much as he'd like to. But you know he's been able to get through the sessions every week, and he. His fitness is there, so you know it's the it's the right time to bring you back in. Massively, mate. Yeah, I think he, um, you know the, the surgery and everything that he had in the in the preseason, the off season was, was still a bit of a, an experiment. They sort of went too sure how it was going to go, but um, you know he got through his preseason really well, and he, he got some load into it. And then obviously he still had to tick that box of playing some footy, and um, you know he's done that now, and he's he's passed that that hurdle with flying colours. So um, he puts himself in a real good position to to come into first grade, and we know the quality he's got and. Um, the experience he has and I think it's something that the team really needs right now and um, you know we're, we're so excited to, to go out and play with him. 
Milestone number two for the weekend is Nick Cottridge. He plays his 100th game for the club, Rosie. Probably snuck up us a, a little bit because uh, obviously he's um, had that year away with the Bulldogs and now he's back at the Raiders. But 100 club games and he's still so young. Yeah, he's still only 23 and he's done so much in the game. Raiders, New South Wales, um, Origin and Australia. Um, so he's done so much of the game and yeah, it's really special to ha- so he can have play his 100th game um, this weekend against the Bulldogs, his whole <laughs> club he was with last year. But um, yeah, it's really, really good. I didn't think that, um, you know, despite the result last week for us, I thought Nick was very strong. Um, uh, probably one of his better games so far this year against the Warriors. Yeah, obviously, you know, Nicky's greatest strength is probably his carries and, um, you know, coming out of yardage, he's, he's a big body that, um, you know, we can create some ruck speed off him. And I thought he was really good that, on that at the weekend. And it's something that, um, you know, we, we need to continue to work on, you know, as a team, not just, not just Nicky, but I thought. Um, he played really well and um, hopefully he can bring that into, into this week. Yourself, you're back in the side this week as a result of Jack Whiten who took the early guilty plea for that um, dangerous throw. He'll miss two games. So it's um, it's a little bit reminiscent of that origin period last year where you came in and had an opportunity and, and went really well. Is it something you're you know, looking forward to now for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously really disappointing for Jacko um, to get suspended. I thought you know, it was probably a little bit harsh but is what it is. We... Um, just, I don't think we decided to fight it, and um, he's going to take the two weeks. So yeah, it's a it's a big opportunity for myself. Um, as you said, I've, I've sort of been in this position before coming in, and um, you know I'm going on the left side, which is probably my preferred side as well, being a left footer. So um, yeah, played inside Twitter as well. Obviously, I played with him the last couple of weeks, and having having Hudson there, who I played a fair bit of footy with now, and um, so you know, there's plenty of combinations there. We can sort of hopefully just slot straight in, and um, I can do a job. New Zealand Warriors 21, Raiders 20, Golden Point game up there in Redcliffe last weekend. A heartbreaker, Rosie. Um, another game where we probably let it slip after being up for, uh, in the first half and not being able to go on in the second. Um, you know, disappointing for, for us to lose in such a fashion and a really hard one to swallow. Yeah, definitely was. It was a heartbreaking a golden point. Every time a goes, match goes a golden point, you always worry. But um, the first half was very strong. T- tries to Matt Tomoko, Hudson Young and Jack Whiten. Um, they all played fantastic. And yeah, just, just let that lead slip at the um, second half again. So second half, definitely something we should need to work on this week. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things that you could probably put your finger on in that game. Um, for us, it was just um, a, a case of, once again, just not being able to hold on to the ball and making errors in crucial um, parts of the field. Uh, it feels like we talk about this every week and, and it's something that the, the team's trying to address. How do you get yourself out of that funk and, and make sure that you're not doing those little um, sort of mistakes? Yeah, it's a bit of a hard one, Benny. Obviously, you know, it's something we've talked about um, a fair bit. Been a bit of a theme of the year, obviously, the errors and, um, you know, probably just having that period of the game where, you know, whether it's in the first half or the second half where we're just, um, we're completely sort of out of the game for, for that 10 minutes and we, we, we're paying the the ultimate price by giving away you know cheap points or plenty of field position and that just burns our energy for um for the back end of the half so it's something we we're all conscious of and you know we're really working hard to to get right i think um you know on the weekend for majority of that game we're on top and we played some really good footy but again it was probably just some errors especially in that second half that let us down and um that, that brought the warriors back into the game and um it's just those making sure we don't have those moments and you know we just stay consistent even if we do make an error just making sure we can defend that next set next set and um getting back on it onto the task it feels sometimes as though when you're down you get kicked while you're down and we saw it right at the end of the game on the weekend Corey Horsburgh penalized for 
um, <clears throat> a high shot on Matt Lodge where um, I think he came out after the game and said that he did actually stay down and, and, and try to get that penalty. But, I mean, those sort of little things can be very frustrating. I mean, we were two tackles away probably from securing a win there. So yeah. you've got to try and put that to the back of your mind and move on uh, in the next game. Yeah, exactly, mate. And, you know, that, as hard as it is, you, you sort of got to take some positives out of the game and, and that first half was really good. We played some good footy and we defended well. Sort of, you know, again, they got two tries off errors. Um, and, you know, if, if we take them tries away, we're probably 20 nil up going to half time. It's a different story. But um, it's not about dwelling on the on the past. We've just got to got to look forward now. And, um, you know, there's no, there's no better way to get back on the horse for, you know, than to get a win on Friday on, on old, boy, old Boys Day. And um, obviously having the 40-year anniversary on Saturday, it's a big, big weekend for the club. So, um, yeah, it'll be massive for us to... Get the season back on track, get a big win, and um, we can look forward. One of the Raiders' recurring nightmares seems to be Sean Johnson kicking a field goal in Golden Point, Rosie, and it happened again on the weekend. Um, was it, you know, obviously disappointing for us to go down in that fashion? Oh, definitely. It's always disappointing to go down in Golden Point. Um, and then, yeah, Sean Johnson, of course, kicking the winning field goal um, like he's done in the past. But, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one um, to swallow. But like Paul said, just got to move on and, and get going ahead of this weekend. Just to Quickly, before we do move on to the chat with you, Matt, uh, Golden Point, um, how much work the teams do in the background about, you know, making sure that they um, have a game plan going into Golden Point? Obviously, for us on the weekend, it just came down to um, a little bit of lapse in concentration with that forward pass that mm. gave the Warriors possession. But do you guys do you guys work on a Golden Point strategy? Is there a certain way that you like to play the game in that, in that period? Yeah, I think it's probably the big thing is just being patient in those periods. I know it's only a short amount of time. I think it's... Is it five minutes each way or ten minutes each way, whatever it is. But um, try not to sort of set up for that field goal too early and just hitting home because if you do miss hit it and you're not in a good position with seven tackles, you're pretty much gifting a chance for the opposition to kick a field goal within probably a 20-metre uh, kick. So it's, it's just trying to you know, play percentages, kick into a corner, back your defence and then hopefully trying to get that field position to put yourself in a, a decent spot to kick the field goal. Um, and then, you know, the technical side of things depends on if you've got – left and right foot kickers and who wants to stand up and, and kick the field goal. So, um, yeah, Johnson's probably the best. Yeah, he's probably kicked the most amount of field goals in Golden Point. If not, he'd be right up there. So, um, yeah, we, we, we had kick pressure there. We sort of ticked that box, but he was pretty smart. He sort of just stepped... Stepped around big, big red there and he slotted it. Yeah, him and um, DCE, they're just a field goal specialist and unfortunately it's been us a few times. So hopefully we won't get to that point this weekend when we play the Bulldogs and we can get out to a good win. We're now going to catch up with Matt a little bit deeper and find out a bit more about what he's been up to. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Obviously, when the first grade team's going um, not as well as expected, um, Matt, you've got the opportunity at New South Wales Cup level to make uh, an impact and try and um, you know give yourself a chance to get into that first grade team. And um, there's been a couple of hiccups in that New South Wales Cup team this season, but you know by the by, they've been performing pretty strongly so far. Yeah, I've, I've sort of you know been in and out. I suppose the first grade, I played you know a couple of games there, and um, you know at hooker and. Um, and off the bench as well. So I've, I've played a couple of games as cup, um, especially the last two weeks. And it's a it's probably a bit of a different year for us just because um, there's so many we've had so many injuries in in the top grade and, and both lower grades. We've had to pull a lot of a lot of the Jersey flag boys up um, that have done a really good job um, for first first in the New South Wales Cup. So there's a, it's been a you know a really exciting thing for blokes like me and 
and probably Tudor and Semi that we can play with those younger fellows and, and try try help them, um, you, know, you know, play that uh, next step of, of footy. And um, I think from the progression that we had from round one into um, the, the game that we had on the weekend has been massive and all those players are getting, you know, re- valuable experience and, um, yeah, I think we're reaping the awards now. Mentioned playing numerous positions in your World Cup. Cup. You found yourself back in the halves this week playing the number six. You must be excited yeah. to get back in there. Yeah, I am, Rosie. Yeah, it's really exciting. I um, I actually really enjoyed my, my time at, at Hooker, but um, I've played in the halves my whole career pretty much. So um, especially on that left side, it just makes it a lot easier kicking-wise. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, as I said, to get to play inside Toots as well. We played a bit of footy together now. So, um, yeah, that's really exciting. And, um, yeah, just being able to... Probably have a bit more freedom playing five eight, and um, hopefully, me and Schneids can can team up and we we'll get the team around and um, yeah, get a win. Even though Brad's um, been there all season, um, but I think he only missed the one game we had uh, with COVID when we played the Cowboys. Um, um, you're obviously the more experienced half. Do you see yourself, you know, trying to take more of that control and, and take a bit of pressure off Brad this week? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, I think you know Schneids is is really developing. Um, you know, that side of his game and. Um, I suppose I've had a, a bit more experience and it's probably one of my strengths is being able to get a team around the park. So um, I'm going to try to be as vocal as I can and I think that's what we that's what we need and uh, especially, as I said, the, the things like the end of sets and that sort of stuff, I'm going to try you know really take charge of and um, hopefully if we can fix that part of the game, it's, it's going to be beneficial for us. You trained a lot at, at Hooker during the off-season. How did you find that experience? Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was something different. I, I played a little bit... Um, you know, I played a full year of 20s there my first year and then sort of been back in the halves. I played a little bit of hooker in the Super League when I was over there. and um, So I was just getting back into probably tackling more and um, having to tackle <laughs> the bigger boys um, and, and the repeat efforts, which is a bit harder. But, um, yeah, it's something that I really enjoyed and, you know, I don't mind, mind playing there. If there was a spot there for me, um, I, can, I definitely think I can feel it. Um, but, as I said, I played played majority of my footy in the halves, so that's probably where I feel the most comfortable. I remember a game there last year when you um, came in in the halves and you played against Manly and we had a we had a really strong performance that night and you basically just um, kicked them into submission, you know, lots of repeat sets and, and making sure that they were doing more defending than what we were. Is that something that you guys will try and uh, look to this weekend? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. It's um, something that, you know, such, it, especially these days, it's such a big play because... Those repeat efforts just with the, how, how quick the game is. I think if you can get those repeat sets, they're gold. So um, you know, just in general, our under sets, as I said, are really important. And if I can pull off a few repeat sets and um, put them in a corner, I think it's going to be good for us. Raiders versus Bulldogs, 6pm on Friday night at GIO Stadium. Forever green round. We're going to have um, a lot of past players there on the night. Uh, they're going to be... Uh, featured at halftime uh, and also will uh, do a guard of honour for the team as they come back onto the field in the second half. Uh, that must be a real boost, as you said, for us earlier, um, having those guys there who've gone before you and and have come to support the team. I mean, that must give the team a little bit of an extra leg going into the game. Yeah, it's massive, Benny. I think yeah, we've already touched on it today, um, how important it is for the club and for us to do our job as current players to, to make them proud and, and to get a win on the weekend. They're obviously, they're probably going to be travelling, a lot of them, to, to Canberra to, to come watch us play and to enjoy the weekend. So, um, you know, the onus is on us to, to put a you know really strong performance in and um, have pride in the jersey and, and pride in the club that, um, you know, all those players have, have done before us. So, um, you know, I've, as I said before, I think 
there's no no excuses for us not to get out for this game. It's 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 a massive game for us, regardless of where we are on the ladder. It's just having this weekend is you know really exciting, and um, I can't wait to play in front of them. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it too. See all the past players and coaches out there doing the lap of honour, and there's also a few other things happening this weekend: the Hall of Fame inductees as well. So that's really exciting. Yep, the Bulldogs um, coming off the back of a surprise win over the Roosters. Uh, obviously, they were under a bit of a scrutiny leading into last week's game and really lifted. So they're going to come down here with a bit of confidence and it's something that we're going to need to do is, is get on top of them early and, and hopefully sustain that performance for 80 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You look at their team and they've actually, you know, even though we're on, they're on the ladder, they've got a really you know, quality team and some, some quality players there. They've obviously you know, bought some really really strong players in the off-season and they've probably taken a... A few weeks to gel, but um, you know, you see, see on the weekend they they put a really strong eighty minutes eighty minute performance together, and they and they got a win against a really good team. So we're under under no illusion that um, you know we've got to be at our best, and um, we can't be just at our best for sixty minutes. It's an eighty minute performance that's going to win this game. So um, hopefully we can get that on the weekend. Very different looking side to the field, uh, the team that took the field against the Warriors last week. Uh, Chance Nickel Cook star, although he was. Named in the team last week, he didn't actually get on the field, so he's back at fullback. Um, you've got Nick Cottridge and Jordan Rappin on the wings. Jared obviously back in the centres. You're in the halves. Elliot Whitehead's back, and Seb Chris on the bench as well. So um, a very different looking side. How's training been this week? I know it's only been a limited preparation heading into the game. How's those combinations formed out there on the training field? Yeah, really good, Benny. I think um, yeah, obviously Chance and get a chance to play um, first grade on the weekend, but he came and played um, reserve grade on the weekend, and he, and he was really good. He, I think he got a, little, a lot of confidence out of um, the performance, and um, we're really excited for him to be there at fullback and. Um, I think Raps is happy too. He doesn't have to run around as much. So I think uh, I think it's it's really good for the team just to have Naki there. We know how you know, how good of a player he is, um, and obviously having you know as we as we've talked about having Toots there and, and Elliot back, they're all big inclusions for us. So um, there's no excuses. We're, we're, you know, other than Jacko and a few others, we're we're almost full strength. So we've got to go out there and um, yeah and put a, put a good performance in. Yeah, I think just the experience that those four players like bring. Um, Whitehead and Croker coming back, it's such a big inclusion. And they're just experienced players and you just want that, those people in your side. Um, and Chance at the back, yeah, he'll, he's always solid, so he'll play well. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, for all that experience that and that confidence that Chance got out of the performance last week will be really strong. And um, yourself, Jared and, um, and Chance all played together last week. So there's, there's already combinations there that you guys have formed as well. So I'm looking forward yep. to seeing it at NRL level. Back at home, always a good one, Rosie, too. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been at uh, GIA Stadium and it's always good to get back in front of the home fans and hopefully serve up a win. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it has been a while and Friday night game as well. So hopefully you are expecting a big crowd. Um, and it's a good family-friendly slot as well, 6pm. So... And, of course, the Forever Green Rounds. So looking forward to seeing all the past players and that. The um, all-time team is being announced um, at halftime as well, which we'll be keen to see who makes that list. Um, so, yeah, plenty to look out for. Yep, it's going to be a good night down there at GIA Stadium. Gates open, I think, just around 4pm. There's another pre-game um, under-17s local footy game as well, Rosie. Yeah, yep, Gungal and Bulls versus the Yas Magpies in the local footy. So they'll be the curtain raiser before the Raiders game. <laughs> All right, podcast prediction time. This is where we have the opportunity to guess something that's going to happen in the game. So we'll put you on the spot here in a second, Matt. But Rosie, uh, last week uh, I had Jordan Rappiner to score a try, no good. Lauren had Ryan Sutton at 1,000 to 1 to score, and that didn't happen. Uh, and Brad Morkos had uh, Savage, um, who we forgot to mention, uh, won't be in the side this weekend either. So uh, what have you got for us this week, Rosie? 
I've got an Elliot Whitehead try, I reckon, back in the team, and he'll go over um, for a try. Yep. Frawls, you got one for us? Yeah, I'll go to score a try. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, from, from, one. from one of your... You have stolen <laughs> mine, but um, it'll be from one of your kicks too, I reckon. Best kick chaser in the game, Jared Croker, crossing over this week. Okay, I'm going to go for something different. I'll go for the milestone man, Nicky Cottridge, um, crossing in his 100th appearance for the club this weekend. So there's three predictions. Hopefully they all come true. For all, thanks for joining us. Um, really appreciate your time, and, and, mate, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Um, over the next couple of weeks uh, when you get your opportunity. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is, Matt Frawley, joining us on Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Catch you next week.